truly at Dogcast Radio. If you like dogs, wherever you are in the world, we're the show for you. Hello and welcome to episode 235 of Dogcast Radio, which is Jenny and me discussing dog news stories of the day. We normally have a script for this, we're going off script. <laughs> Let us know what you I'm think. Here. <laughs> Hello. She's here, I can confirm it. I can see her. <laughs> so I'm unscripted. <laughs> oh dear, anything could happen. <laughs> unscripted and you've done your exams. Yes. So you're footloose and fancy free. <laughs> so how does it feel to be it's I mean, welcome to summer, you know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so all you've got to do is keep your mask on, stay away from people, and apart from that you can do what you like this summer. Great. I know, it's not quite the the, the (laughs) usual summary of it, but never mind, never mind. So, right now, we're not going to talk about whatever else might be going on in the world. We're going to talk about the dog stories of the day, and we're going to sort of give a a pause up, if you like, a a thumbs up. So we're going to talk about things being canine or canope. Canine's a good one, (laughs) in case you need. I think if you need that pointing out, you may be listening to the wrong show. (laughs) But anyway, canine is a good one, canope. No, that means we don't like it. So, the first story we're going to talk about is French Bulldogs are yet again vying with Labradors to be the most popular dog. I mean, basically... In... Are the actual dogs vying, do you think? I don't think the dogs give a monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're both lovely character... You know, they have lovely characters, those dogs, the, the French Bulldog and the um, Labrador. Obviously, the Labrador are a little bit biased. <laughs> Um, no, but they, you know, they couldn't care less as long as they somebody loves them. They, they're not out for world domination. The dogs themselves, no. I mean, um, and that that's one of the saddest things about this. I was thinking about this that the dogs are gorgeous, and I love um, French bulldogs. I love bulldogs. I, I I like, and I think this is one of the problems. I like the look of the flat-faced dogs. I know that's a bad thing to say. I like the look of them. I know the truth behind them, so I don't... Well, they're programmed to like the look of them. Mm. They're, like, they're baby faces. They're, you know, they've got the flat faces, the big eyes, the the, the big head, the the narrow body. They're babies. Yes. (laughs) We look at them and we see babies and we go, they're the gorgeous things ever. (laughs) And they're very cute, but when you learn about the health issues and the quality of life that they have... Suddenly, you see a dog with a flat face, and you go, oh, you start going, oh, that's um, yeah. that's not as cute. As I know, the truth behind it is not as cute. So, if you have a struggle with, um, you know, looking at flat faced dogs and going, oh, but they look so cute, just think about all the pus that's building up between the layers of skin folds, and then you probably won't find it cute. Anymore. That would put you off, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yes, I shall think about that. <laughs> But <laughs> not that we want to put ourselves off those dogs because they're lovely dogs, but the specifically yeah. looking at flat faces and going, oh, they're lovely, you know, yeah. that's maybe problematic. So, the French Bulldog is becoming more and more popular in the US and in the UK. So, if you look at the number of dogs registered with the Kennel Club in the UK, in the first quarter of 2021, the French Bulldog... Don't Okay, do a drum. Go <laughs> The French Bulldog was 13,600. Now, the Labrador, thank you, was 13,362. So the French Bulldog just took popularity over the Labrador. And that is out of, in the utility group, which is what the French Bulldog is from, that's out of a total of 23,103. 
So that's 13,000 wow. meters. I know. It's a big... Labradors. <laughs> Labradors are actually a smaller percentage of the Gundog group because the Gundog group as a whole was 30,539 and Labradors are 13,000. I find that really surprising, though, about the French mm. Bulldogs, that there's such a large number of utility because there's so many different breeds uh, yeah. that you would have thought yeah. the utility would be like... French Bulldogs have just shut up in populations in utility. I think they may be. This is just a little side <laughs> thing. But, like, Dalmatians used to be super popular because of 101 Dalmatians. People were like, you shouldn't be getting Dalmatians for that. But, like, yeah. there's so many breeds in utility I would have thought would be, you know, yes, more um, kind of yeah. thing. Not more than French Bulldogs, but more percentage-wise. That's yeah. really interesting. And Brexit hasn't affected. <laughs> we still go for our French Bulldogs, <laughs> even despite Brexit, yeah. <laughs> so, now, all dog groups, there were 81,446 registration that's a huge amount of dogs isn't it good grief no wonder and that's not even all of the dogs in the uk that's registered with the kennel Mm. there's so many more dogs as well yeah so no no wonder actually we have such a problem with dogs Mm. in rescues so and again when you think of french bulldogs and labradors between them 20 roughly well more than but roughly twenty six thousand out of 81 so a quarter more, yeah. Yeah, of all the dogs bred in the UK, registered in the UK, yeah. sorry, the pedigree dogs registered with the Kennel Club, more than a quarter were French Bulldogs and Labradors. Wow, that begins to... Lot, yeah. Mm. So, clearly, there is a there are issues, there are health issues around French, French Bulldogs. Um, and one of the problems with French Bulldogs is the flat face, as yeah, we've said. that's the, the main problem yeah so i went to look at um fitzpatrick's website fitzpatrick uh referrals which is the super vets website and you know about this because you've studied this at university (laughs) but i had to (laughs) sort of just refresh myself but basically when you have these dogs with the shorter nose they tend to have a shorter skeleton yeah but the same amount now listen to this a shorter skeleton but the same amount of flesh, soft tissue and skin. Do you mean skeleton or skull? No, it said skeleton. Oh. It says, hang on. I went to Fitzpatrick's Sorry. website. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And that's the website of North yeah. Fitzpatrick, the super... I'd read that it was skull. I didn't read well, that. Well, basically... Skeleton, their whole skeleton. Yeah, basically, this is what Noel says. Okay, so I'm, not, Noel, I'm not questioning is he him. A sir yet? Is he a yet? If he's not a sir yet, he's probably... I don't, I don't probably know. by the time this is yeah, 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 he may already have, but I don't know what his title is, Tran. Um, but Lord Lord Fitzpatrick... Super vet. <laughs> so super. super vet. <laughs> super vet. Um, he, on that website, it says that dogs with shorter noses have shorter skeletons, but the same amount of soft tissue and skin... And that's what causes the problems because their airways are all too. I'm paraphrasing. I mean, go go and look at at uh, yeah. Fitzpatrick's referrals directly. But basically, that's what causes the problems. Their their airways are all too crowded, so they have trouble breathing, and that they make those snoring sounds yeah. when they breathe. And then, so don't go home. Yeah, the um, I've read as well. The trouble is that when they they have to like actively breathe. Yes, which yeah. means that they like. Have Noel to- agrees with it. <laughs> Well, I told him everything. Yes, knows. of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, if you're listening, by any chance, first of all, if you're listening to this, thank you, sir. Could you get in touch and just let us know? Thank you. But if you are, don't apologise. Sorry, you're wonderful. You do wonderful work. You make me cry, but you do wonderful work. Curtsying, curtsying as I speak. <laughs> um, they have to act. 
actively yes. breathe, which means they kind of like pull the air yeah. in and push it out, which then inflames the airways and puts stresses yes. on on the airways, which then makes them swell up, which makes the pathway, the airways even smaller, which means that they struggle to get the air through even yeah. more. They can, they can faint, they can collapse, they can, you know, they, they have, um, trouble cooling themselves because <gasps> the main way that dogs, um, cool themselves is through panting. They, it, it's, they, they can sometimes have trouble exercising, just normal yeah. everyday things that a dog you would yeah. expect a dog to be able to do. You know, they, they can't crazy. exercise, they, they can't mate proper, properly. Oh. You know, a lot of the time with dogs, they, they don't have the energy. Oh, bless them. They, they can't they be the bothered breath. to, oh. Um, so they, that's, a, that's be... a big problem. That's, anyway, you've got <laughs> in a fairly bad state there. Oh, um, I mean, we're laughing, but that's, that really yeah. isn't, that's a they, fairly damning yeah. indictment. Isn't so it? they have to use artificial insemination. Then, they, I, I don't think, mm. like, those kind of dogs can give birth naturally at all. It has to be, like, a scheduled C-section because, um, they're, they, we've bred them so yeah. that they, they have these big, you know, baby heads yeah. and very small hips. So the heads can't get through. Wow. Um, so Crazy. they have to have, um, cesareans. It's, it's horrendous. I mean, I, you you have known more about this than me, obviously, and and you still do. Um, <laughs> but you know, from what I'm reading, the this brachycephalic obstructive airway syndrome, which we ought to make clear, not every yeah French so not, bulldog or, or flat yeah, not dog every has brachycephalic it. breed will have boas. Yeah, um, but like the majority, I think, oh. will. Um, and it's where the the tissues in the airways um, like swell or just just because um, as they grow, the the soft tissue grows to what it would have been when they had longer snouts, but, yeah. but they have oh, like very very short snouts now, so it can just block the airways. Um, and my my lecturer was saying that on a lot of um, kind of um, you know like Facebook groups yeah. or social media groups where breeders kind of compare, you, you know you have yeah. this, you yeah, know, yeah. they just yeah. you know compare um, how they you know. Yeah, husbandry. Yeah, the operation to treat boas, where they they widen yeah. the um, airways, is kind of treated as just um, you know like vaccinations or, wow. or claw trimming or um, microchips. You know, just like a fact of life. Know, yeah. You wow. get a pug, you get the operation, you make them breathe, and that's just you know it's a, it's a huge operation. It's quite yeah. a big recovery because it's their their airways that you're yeah. you know. Yeah. And from what I read as well. I say I've had a fairly sharp, sharp learning curve on this, but the the surgical treatment it can work and it can be great, and the dog can yeah. can then have a you know a fairly well a much better standard of life. But it doesn't always work, and some no. of them will just carry on deteriorating and fighting to breathe. And as you say, that that gasping, that forcing yes. the air in, can have knock on effects on their digestive yeah. system. And why on earth? Are we breeding dogs now yeah. when we know what's going on? You can you can kind of see that when we didn't know the health risks yeah. of we we decided to breed these flat faced dogs because we thought they were cute. But now that we are aware, yes, you know, it's and crazy. The it's it's kind of hard not to judge breeders who knowingly you would expect to love their dogs yeah. to. Yeah. to 
you know, really, really love them, to just see them have this quality of life where they can't exercise, they can't mate, they can't give birth, they can't survive in hot temperatures, they can, you know, all this stuff, and have to go through that operation and just go, yeah, I think this is a good thing, we'll breed more dogs like it. You know, it's it's, it's so (laughs) counterintuitive to... I, I don't understand. I mean, having said that, obviously we've, we've talked to Su- Susanna uh, Chalmers on here and her, her dog, um, her pugs. Her pugs, yes. Oh, oh Marsha. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's no. another, another oh, lady. Cow pugs. Cow pugs are, oh, is that Louise? I'm terribly sorry. Cow pugs, mommy. I've, I've forgotten your name, but, and her cow pugs. Yeah, her pugs round up cattle. I mean, they're amazing. But again, they have little snouts. Yeah. They, they're not flat as, you know, she chose them because they're yeah. not. Flat face. I think Susanna's dogs are rescue pugs, and Marsha yeah. was Marshmallow when she first got it because she was a, a big sort of big white yeah. cloud of dog. Um, and her dogs are you know very lean. Mm. They do a lot of exercise and they whip round an agility course. Now, there's n- I would think there's no way that every well, yeah, I th- th- could do that. One of the problems with the um, the lack of exercise means that they are very prone to obesity, yeah. which then causes further problems. Yeah. Um, so if you can like keep them a lower weight, but I think it's like to to me, it's like there was an article about a cow that could do show jumping, yes. and it was amazing. It was a really nice cow. They they did uh, this girl did show jumping, uh, you know, and all that. But you would not go up to every cow, any like just any yeah. cow, and go yeah. this cow, you know. Can could do show them could do this. There are exceptions, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. There yeah. not every dog is going to be able to no. do that. You can. There are things that you can do to improve their chances, but I think it's it's rare mm. for a, a bulldog, a pug, a French bulldog, yeah. um, Pekingese, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, boxers. Now, saying that Pekingese, it was a Pekingese that won the Westminster Show, wasn't it this year? Yes. And we looked at that picture and went, well, okay, again, it's a beautiful dog. Yes. I would love to meet that dog and have a cuddle and wonderful. But my goodness, what a flat face. And I'm not picking on that dog particularly. No, no. Because it's not just that dog. But for that, for a dog with such a flat face to be chosen as the best dog. Yeah. In the country? Well, in, in, maybe, you know, in the world at that point. What on earth is going on? The the more that you learn about it, the more it seems like I don't know if I can say this, but almost like a corrupt system. Because the system that is in place is encouraging yeah? owners, yeah. Uh, breeders to breed these dogs to no end that uh, you know yeah? shorter and shorter to no end. And when you see it, you just go, well, I don't know what the answer is because it's the system yeah. is, is broken. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. We're not breeding healthy dogs. We're not breeding happy dogs. No. We're, we're breeding dogs to this standard that was chosen how many yes. years ago. When we, we didn't understand all yeah. the knock-on effects. And you know, what, yeah, but what, what is the point? You know, when, yeah. you, when you step back and look at it, okay, what is the point of breeding dogs to meet at this particular yeah. standard that we've just gone, you know what? We like that. Yeah. What? What? It's 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 not serving a purpose. No, you know, no. you want healthy dogs, happy dogs, you dogs know. that can exi- exist happily, as you yeah. say, in the world. Yeah. You, mainly, you want them to go for a walk with you, do yeah. a bit of training, maybe learn a few tricks, run around the garden with you, and and then yeah. sit on the sofa with you. And so. there are, you know, there are advantages to different breeds. You know, like there are if if you if you want to go for jogging, 
Yeah, there are yeah. breeds you wouldn't get. <laughs> yes, you know yeah. there are breeds that are more kind of laid back, yeah. and there are breeds that are more active, and there yeah. are breeds that there that swim. You know, breeds that love to swim yeah. and all this stuff. But when you get to the point where there is a breed that can't yes. exist, mm. almost well, yes, without if they, if they can't mate and then they can't give birth and they can't breed, they can't call themselves or, down, or many of them can't. can't. You know, it's, it's just it's crazy. It, it gets to the point where it's it's yeah. a problem, and there isn't. A reason we're doing I know, it, you know? I know. Well, I mean, saying that, yes, the more you learn about the the system that exists yeah. and the more you question it and the more you think, well, hang on, what's going on? Because, I mean, for example, health testing. Yes. You know, I've been talking to a lady who has a um, a Bernese Mountain dog who who has um, elbow dysplasia. The dog has elbow dysplasia. That's a, a condition we can test for. And largely, it, it's a very compl- complex condition, but it is one we can test for, and largely we can yeah. eliminate it. But we're not. Yeah. Now, why aren't we? Why aren't, you know, we're not breeders, obviously, but why aren't we putting pressure on yeah. breeders? And I love breeders. I, I, you know, I'm, not, I'm not having a good breeders. No, I want to be clear about that. A good breeder is such a rare, oh, amazing find. Wonderful. And when you find that good breeder, you kind of you go, stay with them. I love you. <laughs> yes. you <know? laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we've walked and sometimes, away from, sorry. We, we walked away from breeders that have gone, I don't need to do the health tests. Yeah. I can look at them and say, well, you can't love, so I'm going to walk away. But as you say, when you find a good breeder... Yeah. And sometimes that good breeder, you kind of have to prove to them that oh, you are yes. a good enough owner yes. for their dogs. Yeah. Because a good breeder often will keep their dogs because they can't find good enough owners. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, it's a very... You know, a good breeder is such a, a amazing find. Yeah. find. A relief mm. that you can think, I can trust you. <laughs> you know. And absolutely, it's a two-way street because... You you need a breeder you can trust, but the breeder needs owners yes. that they can trust, and you know hopefully that you you will almost become friends with yeah. that you will stay in touch and that you will feed back about your dog. Yeah, to, a good breeder will have useful. the dog back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know if if, then, if there's any problems because yeah. they'll want they won't want the dog to go to rescue no. or to you know that's their baby. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I mean I, the, the other thing. Because obviously we've had the Westminster show. Um, we haven't had Crufts this year. I think it's cancelled mm. this year, isn't it? Um, so I've been thinking about health testing. I've been thinking about the fact that we, as a, as a species, humans seem to like these unhealthy exaggerations, these flat faces mm. and, and things like this. But also there was um, a Labrador... We're picking on breeds this week, but whatever. A Labrador, you would think, is a fairly middle-of-the-road breed... Not too many exaggerations. Can be a healthy dog, but even the the Labrador that was. And again, I'm sorry to pick on that that particular dog, but it's a fact that it was there was a Labrador that was chosen as the best of mm. breed at the Westminster Show. It's so chunky, and I mean, I'm fat, but this Labrador was fat. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, it's it's. I've got nothing against being. Well, I've got nothing against being fat in people. If you want to be fat, be fat. I'm fat. Don't have a fat dog. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I think the thing is when you're looking at these dogs and you're kind of going, this has got a flat face, this one's got, you know, it's very big. You're not picking on the no. dog. It's the owners that have bred and produced that dog to be that way. Yeah. And the people that have picked it and gone, this is not very healthy dog. This is the one that I'm going to choose yeah. as the best one. You know, it's best. Because Labradors can have um, elbow dysplasia yes. problems. Yeah. They can, can they have eye problems? I do, you know, I'm not really sure because we, we haven't, um, it's a long, long time ago that we got, yes. so I haven't, I'm not, you know, that current with the health conditions. But I do think if you do go my puppy, 
be be current look up yes. all the health tests and and you know I, I, the, a really really good tip was given to me recently when you if you are going to buy a dog go to your vet or contact your local vet if it's your first dog contact the local vet and ask them to go through the health tests with you go to the breed that you think you're going to um buy from get their their health mm-hmm. tests from them and just discuss them with your vet because the vet has a, a vested interest in getting healthy dogs and mm-hmm. will explain it to you and and you know wants you to get a healthy dog so that's a really good thing i don't understand it i'm, mm-hmm. I'm not a, i don't have you you you're <laughs> You're more educated than me. Um, you know, you're going to university to be a, an animal behaviour, so you, you're looking to this kind of thing. But you know, if like me, you don't understand the the health test, go to your vet and discuss them. They'll tell you. Yeah, and if you get a crossbreed, you you know, mm. people that deliberately breed crossbreeds should still be doing all the health tests because there is this thing of oh, um, crossbreeds will be healthier. Crossbreeds, you know, yeah. but you can end up with a dog that has yes. the genetic problems. From both breeds, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, so it's important, even if you, you know, if whatever puppy you're buying, whether it's a case yeah. registered one, a crossbreed, whatever, if they've, you know, check they've got the health test, check they've, the, the yeah. breeder has done everything they can, to whatever them, the yeah. dog is, <laughs> you know. Definitely, definitely. Now, although we do seem to be failing dogs in the way we breed yes. them, they're very, very popular. To the extent that we know dog theft, people are willing to, to steal dogs. And there's so many sad stories about that in the, in the news lately. But some research has looked at the breed, uh, dog thefts over the last five years and come up with a top 10. It's a very sad top 10, but the top 10 dog breeds stolen the most over the last five years. Now, what do you think is the breed? I'll, we'll have a pause here for you to think, think about this. But what do you think is the breed that's been stolen the most over the last five years? We'll start it with the, with number ten. We'll work up to number one. So you've got a few seconds to think. Of what Is the... it Dalmatians? Because a hundred and one of them got stolen. That's a good point. It's a yeah. good. Maybe it might be. Might be. I'm not going to do a spoiler yet. <laughs> but we'll work up. So at number ten, it's got to be small. I would have thought it would be small dogs because they're easier mm. to pick up and run. So, do you know friendlier dogs? Most of them are. Well, we'll go through, yeah, I think they are. There's one exception to that. I, I mean, yeah. that's not a fair thing to say. It is a friendly breed, the, the one I'm thinking of, but it's a breed that you wouldn't mess with. Yeah. You know? So anyway, Cocker Spaniels in at number 10. Oh. I know, beautiful dogs, you wouldn't... Yorkshire Terrier it's... in mm. number 9. But they do, that does fit your yes, portable. small, yeah. Mm-hmm. Easy to pick up and run with. Friendly, yeah. yeah. Horrible. But number 8... German Shepherd. Wow. Who, who's going to be brave <laughs> enough to steal a German Shepherd? No, they're lovely dogs. I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm not saying that, but I, they're defensive, aren't they? Can be. I would have thought it, with the, the I don't have as much experience with German mm. Shepherds, but I would have thought German Shepherds would not want to be separated yeah, from their owners. They'd absolutely. They'd be a bit more likely to fight yeah. to get back kind of thing. Yeah. Well, maybe this gives the lie as well to them being so uh, defensive because obviously they're yeah. maybe they're they're sort of being friendly and going oh hello and and going I mean again they vary yeah. don't they so I don't know we'll run through the rest of the breeds bulldog pug Jack Russell Terrier French bulldog number three now we're up to French bulldog number two Chihuahua so number one taking that sad soft. Taking that sad top spot of most stolen dog in the last five years, Staffordshire Bull Terrier. That's so surprising mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, I mean they get a bad press about oh they 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 attack mm-hmm. and all they're not they don't attack 
we know they don't attack, but they don't attack that much that dog yeah. thieves are frightened of going and taking them. I mean, I, I just, that's a very sad lot of statistics, isn't it? But, um, there are tips, you'll like this, but there are tips how you can protect yourself against dog theft. Microchip. Yes. Yeah. Be vigilant. <laughs> now, it's confession time. We don't ever even let mischief go in the garden on her own, do we? No. <laughs> We're there with her. Um, and that's it's, over the top. It's, 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 it's way... a back garden. You can't really even get... To, I think cows could maybe see it, but, <laughs> yes. you know, no no one can see it. No one can really get there, but... Even so, yeah. we, we just we don't take the risk because... I mean, for one thing, she's little and we get buzzers. Yes. So she could be <laughs> buzzard-napped. Um, when Star was little, when she was um, a baby, when she was finally... We were letting her out on her yeah. own, so we did let them out. We'd, we'd make Buddy <laughs> yes. get up and go out with her because somehow we just thought, she's too little to be out on her own, yeah. Buddy, go on. And we'd make him and he'd kind of go, oh, I've got to oh, get up. I don't need go. to go. I'm going to take this dog out now. Yeah. I'm being, I don't want to. <laughs> But yeah, microchip be vigilant, be vigilant and keep your garden secure. Now yes. that is really, really important. More important than, than I think most of us realize. You know, if, if you've got a wall or a low fence or whatever that backs onto a road that people have access to, you know, and your dog is of the size that can be scooped up yep. or is friendly. And uh, you know, how secure are they? I think as well, some of the littler breeds like, um, I don't want to I know, <laughs> pick I know. on them, but, you know, Chihuahuas and Jack Russell Terriers can be quite feisty, mm. you know, which is just how the breed can be, and, you know, mm. there's nothing wrong with that. But if you see a person with a dog under their arm that's barking, you just kind of go, the dog's barking things. Yeah. It could be that that person has whipped the dog up, has taken yeah. the dog's barking and isn't happy because it's not their owner, and you just go, oh, feisty dog, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you don't... Yeah, you, if you if the person's looking confident enough... Yeah, you just kind of go, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. Feisty dog. Now, here's an interesting one. Be careful on social media. Yes. <laughs> it's too late for us. <laughs> but, do you know what I mean? Be, I, don't post where you're going to be yes. when you walk. Don't post, oh, look, I'm on my morning walk with my dog to this place that I go every single morning on yeah. my own with my dog. Headphones in, not really aware of your surroundings. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that. yeah, very true. Or even, you know, I'm always wary of going, oh, it's, it's whatever evening I'm out at my night class doing this and the dog's home alone ah yeah. no okay yeah yeah don't do that because you, you're just having putting extra risk in now the the next one is really interesting take out pet insurance because pet insurance may help you may contribute to the cost should you be unlucky enough for your dog to go missing or get stolen they may may contribute to the cost of you know advertising for them to be returned yeah that's so I know. cool isn't that's it really yeah good. that's a good so those are you know some some Interesting points there, I think, but it, it's really and there's horrific. the the kind of obvious: don't leave your dog in a car, don't leave yeah. your dog tied up outside a oh, shop. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Say that one again, because uh, you know you always see posts: this dog was stolen from outside such and such a shop, and you know I, I never ever ever go and com- comment on on a particular thing no, and say, no. "Why on earth did you tie your dog up outside yeah. the shop?" Because that's not the time to to put the boot in at that point, but. You know, you kind of you don't victim blame. No, you try to no. educate people on yeah. how to avoid the risk. Generally, you know, but yeah, you know all terminology. <laughs> You're very good. I like that. You're very good. So yeah. it's it's you know you don't tie your dog up outside. Yeah. You if you leave your dog, you make sure that you leave them with someone who knows all these things. Who knows? Yes. Um. You know the 
the security that you, yeah. you've put in place that they you know they know not to to leave the dog anywhere yeah. someone that you trust that won't steal the dog as well obviously yeah, yeah. um i mean there's so many things that and the best laid plans can go wrong i know yes. that i've spoken to people who have thought they've done absolutely the right thing and the dog has still and things happen you know it's yeah. not a perfect Accidents world you happen, can't yeah. there you will never get zero risk no. of you know but you can reduce the odds, yes, can't as you? As much as you, you know, can. Or increase the odds in your favour. You can mm. play the odds. And um it's worth it. You know, as with dog training, a little bit of forethought yeah. can can go a long way yeah. kind of thing. So yeah, keep you keep your dog safe. I, I can't I interviewed a lady, the interview will be coming up soon. Not in this podcast, but in another podcast. But I interviewed the lady who um whose dog was stolen from that garden and went missing for ten years. And it just, because I saw the post and initially you think, oh, well, the dog's back, brilliant. And then you think, oh, they had 10 years stolen from them. And you don't know what happened no. to the dog during that time. No. There's all that worry that, you know, yeah. what's happened to them. It's And can you imagine going 10 years without that, any closure, mm. not knowing where that dog is? Are they alive? Are they not? Are they miserable? Are they happy? You know... Just not knowing. Yeah. For 10 years, well, more than 10 years. I just, I don't know. So, having said that, gone. We haven't done K9, K Nope. Oh, oh my goodness. So, right. <gasps> That's K Nope then. K Nope to doing K9, K Nope. Right. Okay. We're very bad. Okay. So let's go back. Let's backtrack. So, the, I mean, basically, we, we're thinking, we're talking about dog breeding in the first one, aren't we? The, the, yeah. um, brachycephalic obstructive airway syndrome the lack of health testing the exaggerations we're seeing the way the system bring down the system so well question the system certainly how about have a good question of that system sit the question sit sit the system down have a good chat with them you know you say bring down the patriarchy yeah what's the um the equivalent the with the the doggyarchy well no because we like the dogs it's the human side yeah that's it's the doggyarchy not i don't know i mean Ask questions and, I don't know, this is where I say suggestions on a postcard and you say, don't say suggestions on a postcard. I know what I want to say, but I don't think I can say it. We'll have to put a bark over some of the words. <laughs> yes, I know, I know, but... Uh, go on, well, say it, we can put bark. So okay, okay, we'll put Misty Bark. Call out the... <laughs> put, well, I guess we'll give you a clue. Put it in a poop bag. <laughs> put it in the appropriate bin. <laughs> Yes, but it's so that's it. I mean, really, that's it. That's okay. Nope. Yep. To the way we're breeding dogs at the moment. Yep. Some of the dog breeding at the moment, anyway. Yes. And definitely to dog theft, it's one big. <laughs> you say it. Okay, <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Got to share it between us. Got to share nicely. Yeah, so it's so K nope. K nope. So that's two K nopes so far. This story I find quite intriguing because. Police in Gloucestershire are going to set up the first, the world's, this is a world first for the UK for Gloucester. They're going to set up the world's first DNA database. The world first for UK for Gloucester. <laughs> That's not a world first. <laughs> There's no way in the world otherwise doing this. So it is a world first. It is a world first, yeah. And it's that an achievement. To be in, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just write about dogs, leave me alone, don't pick on me. Um, and they're going to set up a DNA database 
to, to help prevent dog, dog theft. So I'm really, really quite split about it. It's brilliant that the police are doing something about so, it. So what's the... Okay, so they're going to... explain what they're doing? Yes, I'm, I can. They're, they're, confused they're, <laughs> well, they're appealing to dog owners to take a swab of their dog's mouth and they will and send that in and the police will do this database of DNA. Of so that when DNA. they get a dog, they can match it. Isn't yeah. that just a more complicated way of doing microchips? That had occurred to me. Also, Jen, <laughs> they want people to... Well, they, Gloucester Police are inviting owners to use a £74.99 kit to take a swab from their dog's... So it's 75 quid to take a swab from their dog's mouth as part of the groundbreaking DNA protecting scheme. And they've done done this to all the dog... All the police dogs. So they have confidence in their own scheme. They do make the good point that if your dog's DNA is then found on a thief... It can be used yeah. as evidence to to catch them. I think. I mean, I'm I can torn. see. I can see the the, the positives because, yeah. in theory, someone could cut out a microchip, mm. and then it would their dog doesn't have a microchip, but they're always yeah. going to have their DNA. Yeah. I get that, but like, to some extent, it feels like instead of going, we've got the microchipping system. We've we've made it. Um, yeah, the, the you're system, obligated yeah. by um, legislation yeah. to microchip your dog. Instead of going, okay, how can we use the system that's already in place <laughs> yes, to yeah. better ensure that lost dogs, you know, it's like, yeah. let's start a new system. Like, no, keep yeah. the, the system we've got, but make vets scan every dog that all, ever comes into the vets, every time mm. they come into the vets, yeah. make, you know, every time you have to take your dog somewhere, you know. To play devil's advocate to that. Yes. Somebody was saying to me that vets don't... It wasn't a vet that was saying this. But someone said, what if the vet doesn't fancy playing policeman? I mean, basically, if you or I take our dog to the vet and they scan and they go, well, hang on, there's a problem with the microchip. We know it's going to be a genuine problem. We know it's our own dog. We're going to stand there and say, okay, have a look then, sort it out, let's get it. If we're that nasty scum of the earth piece of work, sorry, who's stolen a dog, piece of work, Oh, a, yeah. yeah. If we're a nasty scum of the earth piece of work. I thought it could be pieces in the earth. I was like, you can't <laughs> I wasn't say that. that on dog I didn't say it. Didn't yeah. even need a bark. I didn't. So <laughs> that has stolen a dog and I've taken it to the vet and the microchip has come up as, as mm-hmm. not for me. You know, I could turn nasty. Also, it may, well, I'm more likely to have sold the dog on. So some poor soul who's bought that dog in good faith and gone to the vet and they scan it and it's, it's not actually your dog. And there's going to be a kerfuffle then. But would they have to say that to the person or would they phone the police? Could they, would they say, oh, I've just been called out for a second. Go out and, you know, call someone or call a dog yeah. one or something like that. You know, I don't I, think I don't it's... Know. I, you know, are the police... See, I don't know. It's a very great area. Are the police going to say we're too busy with other things to, to come and mess yeah. with a dog? I don't know. I guess there needs to be a division of maybe yeah. police or, a, you know... Because there are dog wardens, aren't there? Well, there are yes, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they're their jurisdiction. I don't know if they have the power to come in and sort of take a dog off you. I just, I don't know. It's so, it is a real I mean, problem. I would have thought that people that work with animals would want to, you know. Uh, yeah. I think you'd have to do it in a way that was avoided, um, kind of a confrontation. Mm. But yeah. it is difficult, isn't it? What when, is the answer there? To me, when you're working with animals, the animals don't have a voice kind of thing. Yeah. So it's your yeah. 
that the animals that you're working with, it's your kind of duty of care mm-hmm. to stand up for. Yeah, them. we talk yeah. about this a lot. You need like duty of yeah. care. Like, um, if you're a dog trainer and you go to someone and they are using an electric shock collar mm-hmm. on their dog, or they're using methods that aren't kind, do you have a duty of care to that dog to say mm-hmm. this isn't okay? Do you try and educate the owner? Do you say you need to stop mm. using this now? Do you report? Like, what do you do? Yeah. Because that dog has you really to to, yeah. to, to yeah. turn to. There's no, you know, the dog can't just mm. the, the dog can't do anything. It doesn't have the control. So, is it up to the people that see it and see that it's wrong to step in? Yeah. And in this situation, would that be the vet? Yeah, it's it, it's, I, I don't it's know. difficult to. Mm. It, it needs something doing, obviously. Yes. I mean, I, I've always thought about, um, when we go to our GP, there's a computer screen on the wall, you tap your details in and you, um, you, you're registered as arriving for your appointment and that goes through. Can we not have a, a scanner on the, you know, on the wall or whatever that we yeah. scan the microchip and, um, and we, and that's the way we say we've arrived for our point? I guess there's problems with, cause sometimes microchips, you can't find them. Yeah. So yeah. when when do you go, well, this isn't your dog then, or this isn't your same dog, or, you know, there are, yeah. very rarely, I guess, but there are issues that and would they do news sometimes, go they? along with it. I just don't really see how the DNA thing would be any better. better. Mm. I, can, it, I can kind of see some situations where it would be better, but on the whole, you know. I, I know, I, I, we just... I mean, I kind of, to an extent, you kind of think, well, I've, I've invested in microchipping my dog absolutely happily. Yeah, yeah. Our cats are microchips as well. But I've, I've gone along with that absolutely happily. Now you do your bit. I've done my bit. I've microchipped yeah. my dog. I've updated my details. Now you do your bit. You enforce that system. You, you make it work. Yeah. You know, because we've said right from the beginning that that's great. But if, if we don't have all the agencies that deal with dogs scanning the microchip, have we really got a system or have we just had to pay for microchipping for <laughs> i i don't know why 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 we've done it really so i i don't know it's a it's a difficult system um difficult question and there's there's a lot of people trying to to wrestle with it but it, mm. it's let's move on but anyway that that's so i kind of well, you tell us what do you think about that system for the DNA database? Is it K9 or K no? You tell us what do you think? Um, oh, hashtag yes. I should even do the signal really, and then we go, oh yeah. So yeah, it, it, yeah. If you tell us what you think and use the hashtag uh, K9 or K nope, that's yeah. K N I N E. No, it's. K- Hang on. K. The letter K. N. No, the letter K, the number nine, or O R, the letter K, and N O P E. Okay. Do you know what? Just however you want to spell it. No. Um, Hashtag. Tag us in as well. Oh, yeah, tag us in at Dogcast Radio. But I think if they do hashtag the letter K, the number nine, and then O R, the letter K, N O P E, K nine or K nine, I think that's the shortest way to do it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Check our social media and see how we've spelled. <laughs> Did you want to roll? I was like, I don't go there. What? Yeah, you don't. I don't do subtle very well. Have a drink. We just ca- we're just podcasting here. You know, it's just it's all relaxed. <laughs> we're off script. It doesn't say in the script. Don't have a drink. <laughs> have a drink. While Jenny has a drink, 
I'm going to move on <laughs> to the story of a police detective from California who has a prosthetic leg himself and he has adopted a nine-year-old Shih Tzu who lost... Uh, I think she has two? Pro- yeah, she has two prosthetic legs. Her, oh. her back legs are prosthetic legs. And Normally you hear dogs with cats. You don't normally hear yeah. dogs with prosthetic legs. That's yeah. Really- she was adopted with a chihuahua. They were both discovered with bound legs that cut off the blood supply. What the heck? Is, oh my goodness, is going on there. So she, her back legs have been partially amputated. That's, I know. But I mean, bless her, she looks a, a lovely, happy mm. little dog. And she's, and that's another thing with dogs. They just, they don't go, oh, woe is me. This thing's happened to me. I'm just going to be miserable the rest of my life now and sit around thinking how bad things are. They, they get on with them. Like whether they've got a cart or prosthetic or what. Why are you laughing at me? I mean, just, you're kind of going, oh, if a human had that happen to them. I, <laughs> No, that, no, I don't I mean that. I just think the, the phrasing of that. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I did not mean to imply that humans do that. I did not mean to imply that at all. D- humans, humans, some humans are amazing. Some humans are inspiration. Others cannot cope as well. And that is okay as well. It's not okay. It's just the way they are. It's not okay. They need <laughs> I help. I think you should I'm going to stop them. But no, I love humans as well. A lot of them are... Do you? A lot of them, well, I have to say that, don't I? <laughs> no, I, I didn't mean to imply. Humans. I didn't mean to imply that humans cope with... Um, disability badly. I just think that some of us brood over things much, much more than dogs brood over things. And I just meant to, to admire the way that dogs cope with, with infirmity or disability and they just kind of get on with life. Um, I think my part of this is just to make you question what you've said. <laughs> and they go, no, no, okay. So, um, what I meant, well, no, I didn't mean, you know, I love, I love. <laughs> Just my part just pull, of this. Pull me back so I don't get cancelled, please. Just stop me. Stop me just this side of being cancelled. <laughs> so that's a that's so that's a big big. Let's find his name, Mister Hunter. Hang on, Chappy. Oh, Chappy Hunter. I love that name. Morning, Chappy. How are you? I'm so Is sorry. That the dog or the no, the man, <laughs> the detective, Chappy Hunter. Oh. Why don't we know someone called Chappie? Oh, I love that. Chappie Hunter. I've never heard that name before. So, Cha- Chappie Hunter, if you if you hear this, or if you're a friend of Chappie's, <laughs> get in touch because I'd, I'd love to interview Chappie. Just because of the name? Yeah, I just like it. It actually sounds like a... I, mean, I love the name, but when when I said it then, Chappie, like that, it sounds like a bit of an insult. Now, listen here, Chappie. <laughs> Like you'd, you'd that call. was so English. I know, listen to you, Chappy. My good man, my yes. fellow Chappy. <laughs> we'll move swiftly along. <laughs> I d- who knows, if will this get left in? I don't know, will it get left in? Will it get will edited Will anybody be listening this far? Oh, no, we, we stopped listening, so that'll be okay. We'll be fine, we'll be absolutely fine. So. At least if no one's listening, you won't get cancelled. This is true, this is true. This is a story about a dog with a job that is good for him and good for the environment. Woo! I know, it's very good. This, it's a Labrador, oh, called Harley. And he picks up, he loves picking up discarded plastic bottles. Aww. I know, and so he, on his walk around the park in Pudsey, Leeds, um, you can find this story on the BBC website, or I, I believe he's put it on his social media, so we'll put some links in. Um, but this dog, Harley, Black Labrador, love him, love him. 
And he goes around on his walk picking up discarded black bottles and then he puts them by the bin, or I'm hoping it's a recycling bin, and they get recycled. And so he's he's got a job, but it's it's good for the environment as well. So, so he actually does that as a... Well, it's not his job. I mean, he's just okay. getting on his walk. He doesn't get paid for it. He hasn't got a pension scheme or anything. No. <laughs> I'm in a job. You got a pension scheme? Yeah, I'm got a job then. No, you haven't got a job. <laughs> Sorry. I think we need more or less caffeine. So tell us, Jenny, why is it good for the dog to have a job? Because, you know, a lot of humans would think, oh, I want to win the lottery. I don't want a job anymore, thanks. Tell us. Go. Now, go. Uh, well, pensions. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> dogs don't cope well with boredom. You know, we kind of we put our our you know we like to sit and look at our phones and do stuff like that and that's like very boring to a dog and dogs don't tend to like boredom so enrichment anything we can do um to provide uh opportunities for them to display behaviors they would um in the in natural environments so things that you can um because we say enrichment a lot and sometimes Mm. we just think giving a toy to a dog is enrichment and sometimes the depending on how you use that toy it can be enrichment but just a toy mm. isn't really enrichment yeah. you've got to be stimulating them to perform behaviors that they would in the wild or to to perform to do things um natural behaviors mm-hmm. so gathering like that you know yeah. dogs that because it's a retriever that's yeah. kind of like a natural thing for it yeah. to do it's hunting something you know it's kind of going but where's the next one i've got to find it you know it's it's Dog, dogs, a lot of dogs like a job to do. Like, yeah. um, one of us liked to, <laughs> one of our dogs liked, uh, thought their job was to watch the cats. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, yes. um, yeah. or, you know, they, they just, they pick their the, yeah, own, you yeah. know, sometimes yeah. you don't Tom used them... to guard the washing. Yes. He'd go and lie by log washing yes. and guard the washing, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. dogs like having a job, really, you know, yeah. which is why, Assistance dogs have a, have are a wonderful so happy life. because they yeah. get to be with their people all the time, and mm. they have a job, and they know dogs work really well with boundaries. You know, they like to know where they are, what they're yeah. doing, what the rules are, what the you know maybe to some extent routine. Yeah, they like to know what you know what's going on where yeah. they are. Like, and Consistency, yeah, they do. That, and we yeah. don't always communicate that very well. But mm. with dog like this that knows, oh, I I pick That's up the good, plastic, yeah. I gather it, I you know. He knows what he's doing. I get good feedback. Yeah. I'm a good boy. Yeah, they do. So he's a happy pup. We yes. stand our environmentally friendly pup. Woo, Harley, we love you. <laughs> I'm going to move swiftly on. I'd like that to was okay. That was a canine. That was definitely a canine. Canine. Hashtag. They might have wondered if it was a it, Well, they, yes, I think they, it was fairly clear. But yeah, that was hashtag canine, not hashtag canine, <laughs> that one. So I'd like to say a big canine in the sense of canine, not cano, to two young friends, Belle Bracegirdle and Lucy Betosi, I hope I said that right, from Newbridge in Wales, who are walking up the highest mountain in South Wales in memory of Belle's beloved family dog, Stella, who was adopted from Dogs Trust Bridgend 14 years ago, and they're doing a sponsored walk um, up the, the... I don't know what it is, the highest mountain in South Wales, but it's they're going up... It must be high. Oh, but you can see for miles and miles. You can see to the next biggest... I don't know. High. It must be... I, my geography's not good. You know this about you. <laughs> they walk up a really small hill. 
Hello, well, there you go. And and canine Yay. to the cafe in Hull, which will make your dog a birthday cake. Woo. And this is the Blue Whippet Cafe in Hessel Road. Shout out to them. And canine, because yeah, our dogs are family too, and, yes. and they deserve to have a birthday cake. That is dog friendly. Yeah. We're going to finish. We're nearly there. Well done if you've stuck with us this far <laughs> off script. And uh, yes, a bit uh, footloose and fancy free. So we're going to finish with, I love this story. You should do something like, um, you know, send us, um, you know, comment or something like a, a one, like a random, like pineapple. If you have got to the end of this. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you all like that. If you, if you are still listening now, bless you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I love you. If you've still listened, please send us hashtag Hashtag. Did you send us a hashtag? Did, what did you, what did you I, send I don't know. Yeah. Send no, us a hashtag. I thought you said send it. Send us no, 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 just like send us a comment. comment. Ah. Comment, comment on uh, Instagram or yeah. tweet us or, um, or Facebook. Facebook, anything. Yeah. The word pineapple. pineapple. And we will know you've got to the end. <laughs> it was worth it if one person has actually yeah. listened to this. And you send us pineapple. We love you in advance. Yes. To anybody that sends us pineapple. Yes. We love you. So, <laughs> we're going to finish now with a wagging tail. Woo! Yay, woo! We like a wagging tail, like to go away smiling. Now, bless this woman who, she took her dog to the vet in a panic because she'd found a lump on the dog's chest. That's not very happy. It's not it's very not happy, It's not making yet. me wag my tail. It will in a minute, because the lump turned out to be one of his nipples. <laughs> I mean, bless, absolutely bless that woman. Because I can imagine oh. the panic, followed by a, a sweeping feeling of relief, followed by that hot shame of embarrassment of, oh, what have I done? And I, we have our own stories. I'm going to leave you to tell yours. But mine is with Buddy. I remember under his chin, he had a little lump with, yeah. with a hair coming out of it. And I took him to the vet and sort of went, what is, is this, is this another lump? Has he got a lump? What's going on? And really panicked. And then, and the, to be fair, the vet wasn't actually sure. And she was like, I don't know. Do, do dogs have this little lump under there? And then, he had more than one, didn't he? With yeah. more than one hair coming yeah. out. So anyway, it turned out that, yeah. Labrador's dogs, just. Yeah, have this little lump under their, uh, chin on, on, uh, often with, uh, with hair coming out of it. And so that was up. So it was a bit of a panic, but to, to, uh, you know, I, I escaped some embarrassment because the vet didn't go, Tcha, pwa, everybody has this. They've all Labrador's. Okay, that was almost Boris Johnson there. Pwa, cha, pwa, pwa. So the vet wasn't Boris Johnson. <laughs> um, and although he has a dog, he might be listening. He's not a vet though. If Boris Johnson sent us pineapple to say he was still listening, how amazing would that be? I'm not sure I want Boris Johnson to listen. I'm torn there. I'm torn. Boris Johnson, if you're listening, you got you got. I I want some conversation. Send me pineapple, and we'll have a conversation because. <laughs> what are you doing listening to this? Yes, you shouldn't be doing listening to this. It's a disaster you've created. And you're listening to this. No. You yeah. should be ashamed. He's too busy writing books to be listening to us. Actually, he's writing books. Is it? He's too busy writing. Yeah, he write, He's writing books. He's I feet mean, up writing books, and that's why he's, write, he's meeting. What's he writing about? Oh, history. Some. some I way. mean, don't write books. Listen to us, but don't listen to us. Yeah, you should be doing better things. Absolutely. Anyway, so, well, but not you. We, you can listen. Oh, I know where we were. So that's my embarrassing story, Jen. Tell us your embarrassing story. I would just like to say before I tell this story, I was ten. Okay. Um, yeah. It was my first, my buddy was my first dog, but this was my first dog that was mine. Yours, yeah. 
um, that I was kind of like in charge of and taking care of and I was very protective. Um, Bless you. I mean, you were. You were lovely. You were lovely. <laughs> I had my perfect little puppy and suddenly something happened with her stomach and it was moving and making noises and I was very scared and I don't remember all of this, but I ran to mum and said, mum, her stomach is going to explode. <laughs> And I was very worried, apparently. I was really, really worried. And mum yeah. took Star, had a look, and said, it's hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but you were such a lovely... And you still are such a lovely little dog, mum. So, but this little ten-year-old running to me, going, mummy, mummy, there's something wrong with her. Her tummy's going to explode. And it was hiccups. It was very sweet. If you, if you I was ten. <laughs> if you would like to share your embarrassing stories with us, just, I mean, just between us, between us and you, yeah. just share it with us and then we'll share it with everybody else. It'll be fine, it'll be fine. <laughs> so, you know, I we would, won't tell anyone. Just everybody else that's listening. Yeah, um, we're a family, we're a dog cat yeah, family. It's fine, it's fine. We all understand. We've all been there. So, that's so, send us pineapple. <laughs> Don't actually send us pineapple, just send us the comment pineapple. Yeah, if you're going to send us anything, I think. Curly, curly. Chocolate. <gasps> you're, you, you're vegan chocolate. You need can't even can't even have a bit of. I was I was going to say something for Missy, but oh you know, sorry yes yeah. If, if you're you're just a better person than me, <laughs> think of the dog first. Too. Uh, um. Anyway. Anyway. If you got this far, well done. You need yes. a medal. <laughs> you need a treat. <laughs> I hope you had fun. So well, thank you for listening. If don't forget, all the podcasts are are available on www. Do we still say www? No, Wait, no don't forget them. Double- I know you do, but nobody else. Well, I'm 103, you know. I'm 103. All right. You can find this at Dogcast. Can Wobble? How about Wobble? No, no, no. no. You can find this at dogcastradio.com. There you go. That's how you do it. That's how it's done. Or Instagram. Yes. On Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. We are Dogcast Radio. That's Dogcast, all one word, radio. Very good. I didn't realise. I I was how old was I when you started this? Like seven. Seven. I was seven. Oh, maybe eight. I don't know. I was about seven or eight when we started this, and I was about thirteen when I realised it was like podcast, like dog cast. cast. It's good. I didn't know. I just thought you just made up the. Oh, you got me with No, I didn't know why it was called dog cast. And oh, I went like podcast. Mm, dog podcast. Yeah. I just thought it was a. You'd picked two random words, put them together and put radio at the end. I didn't realise it was a podcast. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. You learn something every day. Well, on a good day you do it. Well, anyway, thank you very much. Um, And I better say it. Till next time, look after yourself and your dogs. Shouldn't it be look after yourselves and your dogs? Because you don't know if someone has multiple dogs or it's one person with one dog one person with multiple dogs, multiple people with multiple dogs, multiple people with one dog. In my defence, normally we have a script. <laughs> I think you should be look after yourselves and I your think dogs. Should. Okay. The I'll optional dogs and optional selves. Yeah. So take this with plurals or singulars as to suit yourselves, you know, yeah. but basically, till next time, unless Jenny interrupts again, till next time. <laughs> I'm just trying to <laughs> help you. Till next time. You're the one who interrupted. Bye, go. Till next time, look after yourselves and your dogs. Bye. <laughs> I got the last one. <laughs>
You're listening to Dogcast Radio on www.dogcastradio.com. 